Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Fish Cast. Corey Long here with Charles Fish. Bye. What up, Fish? What up? Enjoying your Thursday, having a good week. Got a big week of uh, all kinds of football. Got high school tonight. I got high school in the next three days, and you got some uh, got some college in there. Uh, how's Ethan's uh, shoulder recovery coming along? He's good, man. He he doesn't feel any more pain or nothing. He's ready to go. So just okay, needs, well, good. Just needs to get cleared. That's it. All right, just needs to get cleared. That's right. All right. So we're going to uh, have a little level of fun today. I call us like quick picks. We're gonna roll out some games, make some picks, real kind of kind of some good, quick, speedy uh, content for you. So if you're heading on your uh, drive drive time to work tomorrow or Saturday. You got a good 20, 25 minutes of us just talking some old-fashioned college ball. We live in the great state of Florida. So let's just start there. We'll start with uh, who we got. Who we got? We have Miami Vitek. Let's start there. Uh, must win for Miami. Virginia Tech's terrible. And if Miami can't beat them, Miami becomes terrible too. Like, it's like, this is like a the loser this game is officially a terrible football team. Yeah, I can't keep defending Miami if they lose this weekend, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen, I thought I thought last week they were, you know, I mean, they, they didn't get a lot of points against North Carolina, but they got like 600 yards of offense. <laughs> like they, yeah, I, I think they fight. Listen, I sometimes you win in a situation where you actually lost, you know. I mean they didn't get the W on the scoreboard, but they finally got their offense somewhat going and um, they just ran out of real estate at the end of the game and their quarterback probably made a bad play. One of the things is, and we've discussed this in this new day and age, these coaches lose. You can't win a game in the first half, but you can lose. it. And Miami had given up a seven, nothing early lead. They got down to the one yard line. I would have gone for the field goal. I know the analytics tell you to go for the touchdown, but they chased a field goal at the end of the game. Uh, which they didn't need to do, and they it costs them because I think it puts more pressure on you at the end of the game. If you know all you have to do at the end of the game, worst case scenario is kick a field goal uh, to win it, then you're not pressing to make a play like they were at the end of that game where they had to score. And uh, I just think that's one thing about college football right now, and you see it a lot in the pros too, is the analytic geeks have ruined uh, – this sport with the you gotta go for it on fourth and five or less every single situation. Uh it's just amazing to me, Corey, how many teams go that route. But yes, this is a must win uh getting back to the Miami Virginia Tech game. I want to create a new thing called antilytics. Like it is against it. Points matter. Okay. Points matter. Like if we want to talk about things that matter, points matter. All points matter. Yes, Field goals matter. <laughs> All points matter. Okay, get the points. Like, what's wrong with having the points? I get you could have seven, but if three is staring you in the face, take the three. You College paid for- football is a long game. You paid a scholarship for that kicker. You may as well use it. Exactly. Exactly. So points matter. I'm with you. I think Miami will. I mean. I, Virginia Tech's going to ugly up the game. We saw last week they can't defend the run. The pit run rusher had like 320 yards and six touchdowns. He broke Tony Dorsett's record. 
Tony Dorsett went to Pitt before I was born. So that tells you how long Hey, I was a big Tony Dorsett fan, so. I love Tony Dorsett. He's one of my favorite running backs. So, yeah, so he broke that record. So Miami's not a running team, but I don't know if Virginia Tech can defend the pass either. I don't know what they can do. Like, all I know is that I don't even know what their coach is. It's it's Brett Pry. Brett Pry, is that his name? Yeah, he's the head coach. He was the D coordinator at Penn State last year. Uh, That's why Manny took that job. Listen. That's exactly what Virginia Tech needed was a defensive coach, you know? (laughs) The most boring team in in college football needed a defensive guy. Oh, well, he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah, it's just a bad team. And they're miserable to watch. Uh, Miami wins 28-21. Let's just call it that. That's a good road win for them. Kind of gets them back on track. I think Tyler Van Dyke's going to have a good game. Had a good game last week. His confidence is back. So, um, Florida LSU at seven thirty. Now, here's the weird thing: the Gators, if they win this game, they're five and two. Like, how did that happen? They're they're not good. Who the Gators? Yeah, they're going to be five and two if they win this game. Oh my god! I thought they lost at least four or five games already. Yeah, like I'm like I'm they're five hundred. No, they're they're four and two. They uh only loss was the Tennessee and the, and the Kentucky, and yeah. uh you know they they figured out how to beat Missouri last week. They're they're not you know um the the Utah game was great. It was a great performance, and I give them that. Uh, their other wins have not been pretty. USF was a game they absolutely should have lost. Uh, and lose of that says something. I didn't watch as much of the Missouri game as you did and I didn't watch as much as my I got a lot they, of text. They were, very, they were very lucky to win that game. Uh, I just, okay. uh, you know, I'll take the Tigers. I, I just, I think this uh, Florida Gator team, uh, you know, Nate Beer's done a good job of getting those wins. It's it, Listen, at the end of the day, your job's to win. It doesn't matter if it's ugly or pretty. A win's a win. Uh, analytics, we could talk about analytics later and uh, oh, how important they are. But at the end of the day, your job's to win. You win games. I don't care if you finish at the bottom of the analytic met- metric system if you're winning ball games. That's all that matters. And he's winning. And if, if he wins today, he's one step closer to a bowl game um, because they don't have a lot more opportunities. With Georgia up, up next, they're going to play A&M. And while A&M struggling, it's still, you know, they they're tougher at home to beat than they are on the road. Um, they got South Carolina, Vandy, and Florida State. You know, there's not a whole lot of gimmies in the back end of that schedule. So if they lose this weekend, you know, you're talking they're gonna have to win two out of their next five to get bowl eligible, and those aren't easy games. Yeah, I mean, if they if they can squeeze this out, you got Vandy, you give them Vanderbilt, and I think you probably. I mean. I don't think South Carolina can beat them on the road. I mean, I know South Carolina absolutely want them last year, but this year they got Spencer Rattler, so they're a worse team. You know, really, you know I don't trust Spencer Rattler on the road. That's a horrible road quarterback. Yeah. So it's this is a, this is a for me this is kind of like a bellwether game. They win this game five and two. Their confidence might drive them to an eight-win season. They I just look. South Carolina is four and two. So for us, bad as they are, how does the SEC figure out how to get all fourteen of their teams to four and two by week seven? Like, uh, 
<laughs> they play <laughs> South Carolina State and Georgia State and Charlotte. That's three oh, wins. Yeah, I'll do it for you every time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh my God. I'm gonna go with the Gators. I think they're I think they're I think Billy Napier's gonna figure out how to win it. I'm I'm not sure what to think of LSU after last week. I did not expect them to lose by four touchdowns at home to Tennessee the way they did. I mean, really, that game being 40 to 13 almost makes it seem like it was closer than it was. You know, uh, it, it I just, think Tennessee's that good. I, 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 I'm a, we're gonna I, get there, and I might yeah. agree with you on that, but I still don't, you know. I still, what I saw at LSU was just really a team that just, you know, just doesn't bring it from week to week. And the one thing I can say about Florida, while they're not pretty, they don't make anything look good. I am not, I don't doubt this team's effort in their fight. That's the one thing I can say that they do have every week is that they're out there putting in a lot of effort and they're trying to trying their butts off. So I, I like Florida, another ugly. Another bowling shoe ugly game, like we'll say 24 to 19. Seems like as good a score as any. And uh, I think they'll survive at the swamp. And I, I'm curious to see what at five, if they get if they are five or two in there, they'll have enough. They have, they have, they have Georgia and AM after that. Wow, well, Georgia's man. gonna be a, a bloodletting. We know that. Man, Anthony Richardson, five touchdowns and seven picks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's not, he's not, no, he's not, I mean, he's not, his running game is kind of what makes him, but he's not a passer. Now they have six, they have 1,200 yards rushing, almost 1,300 yards rushing, a 6.3 average and 16 touchdowns on the ground, which is impressive. Uh, Their freshman Etienne's had a good game, a good year. So is Montreal Johnson. I believe he's the transfer from uh, Lafayette. So they've put up some nice numbers on the, on the as far as a running game, but offensively, this this could be another one of those games though. That's just it. Like I said last week against Missouri, they struggled. They, yeah, they, it was, it was, they were it eleven was, and a half point favorite, and they made that thing look a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, you, I agree. I like them this week barely, and I will say offensive. Their offensive line is good. They run the ball. Their their run blocking is very good. Yeah. All right, uh, final Florida, final state of Florida game, FSU and Clemson. Um, I think what's the what's the spread on that? FSU's what seven point dog? No, I think I think Clemson's like a four point favorite in that game. Only four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, man, I boy, FSU took so many steps back last week. <laughs> I mean, they 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 took an entire they won an entire roadblock back in the second half of that game. A very winnable game that. They've, they've been they've been threatening to lose a game in the fourth fourth quarter. That this week, that last week, they all it all came to a head. Um, with them, it's the injury situation. I'm assuming Fabian Lovett won't be back, and that spells a lot of disaster against. You got Will Shipley who can run. You got the quarterback who can run. You got Phil Maffa who can run. They've just got some runners. They've got a pretty good running game, and. Uh, you know, I just don't know what FSU can do defense offensively against them. They got 13 points against them last year. They get, you know, you get the two field goals, the crazy toe of feeling catch, and that was it. Like Jermaine Johnson got a strip sack fumble recovery touchdown for the other points that they had. So ah, I mean, it's at home. I think they can give them a fight, but I don't know if they can pull go over the top on this. Yeah, it's just the injuries have just stacked up. You've seen it, you know, Trayshawn Ward's not going to play in this game. And um, they don't really need 
a bigger bat. You know, Benson's more of that, you know, between the tackles, pound the rock, physical back, which against Clemson, I don't know how effective that is. They need more of that, you know, quick burst ability to hit a big play run. And without Trayshawn Ward, I think that's a big loss. And it, without Love, it there, we talked about it before we got on this podcast. It's not that Love, it's great. But when he's not there, you definitely know that he's not there because they are they give up the run up the middle uh, very easily. It was it did not seem like a struggle even for NC State last week to run it when Florida State knew they were going to run. Even when they brought the backup, I think that's going to be a tough game. I just think that you know it's, it's going to come down. Does you know Jordan Travis get through the first half? If he gets knocked out early in this game against that vicious pass rush. Uh, this is a game that could get out of hand. I think, you know, Florida State has a shot, but I think Clemson's going to end up winning probably by 10 points or more. So that's kind of where I am because they're without Ward, they're going to need Travis to run, which means Travis is going to take hits. And I don't know, I don't know exactly how, where he is in terms of uh, his hit taking right now. I mean, I know he's got the knee brace off. He ran, he had a 79 yard, he had 70 something yard run last week. So that was a good sign. Um, yeah, Clemson 31 to 17. I think you're going to have a good game going into the first. Decided, you know, we're going to beat, we're going to beat these guys, we're going to beat them up front. And that's where they can get them. So uh, I like Clemson uh, to win this game. Uh, all right, so that takes care of uh, what we're going to talk about in-state. Got a few. This is a – I won't even say this is a low-key good week. This is a great week in college football for some games. Um, we'll, we'll end with Alabama-Tennessee. So we'll start with Michigan and Penn State. Uh, Penn State ranked 10th. Michigan ranked 5th. Neither team has had much of a test. Michigan had just a joke of a non-conference schedule. I think Colorado State, UConn, and a few other patsies. Penn State put Auburn on the schedule, but Auburn's not good this year. They, they absolutely smoked them down in uh, down in Jordan-Hare. If you had to look at a, te- a comparable team, I would say Penn State played Purdue at the beginning of the year. Um Michigan played Maryland. Maryland, I think Purdue beat Maryland by two points. So that's kind of the – that's probably the best opponent for each team would be that kind of middle-of-the-run Big Ten team so far. I'm going to let you jump on this one. I'll give you my thoughts after. Yeah, I just think that being at Michigan, um, you know, Michigan has learned over the last year and a half how to win these games, winning the Ohio State game last year. I don't know if Penn State's there yet. I do like Penn State's running game, but Clifford, oh, man, he's one of those quarterbacks that he could have one of those moments where you're just like you're throwing the remote at the TV wondering what the hell he's thinking. And I just think he'll have one of those moments again. I see a big – actually a higher scoring game uh, between Michigan and Penn State, probably 38, 35, 30, you know, 31. Michigan will probably win the game. Oh. One way more points than I would expect. I, I mean, I'm with you though. I, I think uh, Michigan wins because of the quarterback play. Whether they got JJ McCarthy or Caden McNamara in there, either one of them are better than Clifford. 
And uh, Michigan, Michigan's got a great running attack with Blake Corum, who was rushed for like 20 touchdowns this year so far. No better. No better one-two punch in the running game than Penn State. I'll say it. They're, they're two freshmen are as good as anybody in the nation. Um, but, you know, I think, I think you know, Michigan's great defensively. They're going to stack that line. They're going to dare Penn State to beat them in the air. I think Penn State's got the bullets. I like Michigan at home, too, uh, 24-14. Uh, you know, relative, you're, you're, you're run-of-the-mill Big Ten game in middle October. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Um, moving on, we're going to go Big 12. Oklahoma State ranked eighth at TCU, ranked 13th. Not a game we thought would be a battle of unbeatens by this point, but here we are. Oh, man. It, it will be high scoring. I can tell you that. <laughs> you could probably take the over. I don't know what the over under is on that, but it's probably high. Um, Anything well, less than 70 points taken. I'll just say a lot to a lot. I don't know who's going to win it. I, I mean, Oklahoma State being at home is probably more of the favorite. If you're looking for a betting thing, I would take the over. Uh, it's a lot to a lot. One of the teams will score a lot more than the other team. And they'll both score a lot. So there's my – I'm. it wouldn't be a game I would touch um, if I was putting a little jangle on it because I just think, one, the two teams are so closely matched. But, it, you know, Oklahoma State being at home, I'd give them the slight edge. But they're going to score. TCU's a – Oh, they are. Yeah, it's in Fort Worth. So then take TCU and the slight edge there. I think the home field advantage will make a difference. And it'll be, I don't know, 41, 38, something like that. I don't know. A lot of points. I agree. I think this is a game. Uh, what's Lincoln Riley's brother? What's his first, his first name? Chris? Garrett, Garrett, first Riley. Name? Garrett, Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Garrett Riley, this is another game that's going to put him on the map. He's going to get a head coaching job next year. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. So I, I like TCU, like, yeah, like him 45 to 38. I think it's going to be just a crazy. Wild, wacky night, wacky day of the Big Ten. Uh, moving on, continuing to roll through these. Um, what do we got next? We have uh, the late game, the probably best of the late games, USC ranked seventh at Utah, now reeling after their second loss, but at home where they're very, very tough. I, I just, you know, I, I, I really like what Lincoln Riley's done. They are not a good defensive team. And at some point, it's going to cost them. And it's probably going to be this week against Utah, who I expect they played bad last week. That was not a good performance against UCLA. Uh, they didn't show up. And I thought them going on the road and beating Florida, you know, they they handled Florida for pretty much four quarters. I thought, all right, what's the difference really between Florida and UCLA? But Oregon got beat up front. They got out physical for the first time. I've seen them get out physical by somebody in, in probably this coach's career. I mean, they were really physically, yeah. you know, UCLA handled them up front, ran the ball, did what they wanted. Uh, yeah. But USC, uh, I think that Utah is going to have the ability to stop USC on some drives. I don't think USC is going to be able to stop Utah. I look at Utah pulling the upset and knocking one of them beatings off the uh, perch. So. Yeah, I think the difference is going to be Utah's multifaceted running game. They're working in a lot of backs now. Even even my uh, even one of our favorite backs, Jalen Glover, the freshman who's out of uh, Lakeland, Florida, Lake Gibson High School, 
is uh, getting a lot of touches now. You know, I think they're going to run the ball over 40 times. I think they're going to, I think they can get over six yards of carry. Um, I like them to win this game. I think they'll get up big. I think Caleb Williams will do a yeoman's job at trying to rally USC. I think Utah is going to win 34 to 27. Um, you know, still going to be a good year for USC, but like we expected, like we figured, some of their depth weaknesses are starting to show up as the season goes along. And they're just not as explosive as they were back in week two and week three. All right. Um, all right. We got one more before we get to the big one in the ACC. NC State, 15, ranked 15th at undefeated Syracuse. This is the biggest game that Syracuse has had in a long time. And um, I – you know, I, I watch Syracuse a little bit. I like them. I like Cuse. They're they're fun to watch. They got I love Schrader, the quarterback. I love I love what they're doing there. I feel like that they're you know they 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 play with a lot of guts. Are you picking them? Oh uh, yeah, why not? I pick them at home. Yeah, I pick them at home. Especially with who's 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 playing quarterback for NC State? Jamel Holloway. Who's yeah. playing quarterback for him? Like who was that kid? All right, so Syracuse going to win three nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Take the under. <laughs> I mean, the, the odd shark has a total going over. I don't see how they obviously did not watch. What's the total? Thirteen. <laughs> no, over under is I think it's forty two. I don't see those teams combining for forty two <laughs> points. I I don't care if they played eight quarters; they could play a double header. Back to back on Saturday. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen. I, I know Syracuse is playing well. I, I think NC State. You know, we're, I, I look at the trends. Even though the quarterback's not there, but you look, um, they're seven and one straight up in their last eight games. Seven and one straight up their last eight games against Syracuse. I know the quarterback's not there. I, I just defensively, it's going to be an ugly game. Yeah. Yeah. I like I said, I'll take the under. You could pick the prediction, take Syracuse if you want. That's at your own risk. I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah, I like Syracuse. Like, I'm like like 16 to 10. So it's I'm, gonna be just I'm looking uh, at nine to three. All right. Nine to three. This is a well, baseball a, This is gonna be a Iowa, this is gonna be a Brian Ferenz Iowa yeah. special. <laughs> yeah, if you're an Iowa fan, you'll be this will be right on your TV guide of games to pick. Finally, let's close it out. Biggest game uh, has been played at Neyland Stadium probably in 25 years. Uh, here we go. It's it's Alabama coming in, ranked third. Tennessee ranked sixth, both undefeated. Looks like they're, they're being coy with Bryce Young. I think he's going to play. That has a lot to do with my pick. I just don't know that Tennessee's defense is ready to slow down Alabama with Bryce Young in there. My belief, belief that Bryce Young is going to play. I like the tie 37 to 30. And I think it'll be an excellent game. And I think Tennessee will come out of it feeling very good about where they're headed. Yeah, if Bryce plays Tennessee, I like Alabama. If Bryce doesn't play, I'm going to take. I just I don't think the backup quarterback. He didn't show me a whole lot last week. I don't think they could win at Neyland Stadium with him. So uh, if 
Bryce plays, I like Alabama. If Bryce doesn't play, I like Tennessee. Yeah, that's fair enough. If uh, I mean, win or lose, I mean, do you think it'll be a close game if Bryce plays? Yeah, I do, because I just I don't think Alabama, you know, defensively they're good, but I think that Tennessee and that coaching staff will be able to scheme around some of the stuff they do, and I think they're susceptible, unlike years past. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think Tennessee will be able to score it, no matter – because Bryce's not playing on defense, so it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, they're going to score. Tennessee's going to score in this game just because they're better, and I think their coaching staff's very good. They're going to scheme up uh, ways to score on them, and I think it will be a higher-scoring game. What's uh, – I mean, in your opinion, real quickly before we close this out, what's got what's, – what's put Tennessee over the top? What's made them so much better at this point? I just think it's a lot of it's confidence and they, you know, they, they played at a high level last year, even in games that they lost, you could just see, you saw it in their bowl game last year, that team had turned the corner somewhat last year. Uh, you started to see it in their recruiting, you know, their recruiting got a lot better. They, they landed a five-star quarterback this off season and it's just carried over to this year. They're just, they're beating the team's, they're not just beating them. I mean, they they won soundly last week at LSU when nobody thought they could do that. And it just shows you that their programs turn the corner and they have belief and faith in that coach. And he's a good coach, you know. And Heupel, people forget, he did quarterback a team to a national championship against Florida State. Yeah. Uh, you know, he coached at Oklahoma. He's coached at other schools as an offensive coordinator. He knows what the SEC is all about. We talked about it at the time that it was probably going to be a good hire because not every school needs that flashy face. And they went outside, you know, the AD got somebody he was comfortable with and he's proven himself and Tennessee's done a great job uh, quickly. He's turned that program around. So I give them a lot of credit as a staff. Yeah, I give them a lot of credit too. Uh, win or lose, I think, you know, we on your schedule, the bigger game of the two is a game against Georgia because that's a con- that's a divisional game. You don't have to beat Georgia twice. Yeah, if they beat Alabama, they still have to beat them a second time. Yeah, you know if the you know they got to that point. If they lose, so they got to play them a second time. So you know it's really this. You know this could be more of a preliminary game depending on how the game against Georgia goes. Yeah, but that's what we got this week. So that's what we got for you. Yeah, giving you some quick fun content. Um, Anything else you got this week? Any other games you're looking at? Uh, there's one in Doak, isn't there? Okay, yeah. We talked about that already, didn't we? Florida State Clemson. No, nah, I don't think so. Did we talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about Jordan Travis getting hurt. Oh, that's Remember? right. That's right, man. My mind's shot. Oh, I thought that's it was why safe. we gotta go. That's why we gotta go, because he's yeah. got he's got like eight hundred high like, games. I've <laughs> already got Hey, listen, I've already got to take go run and get my kids. So I'm like thinking about how I'm going to do that. So. He's, thinking about, he's thinking about the school line right now. He's thinking about the pickup line. I always got to, my feeling is that you're like one of the last parents to get there. Was one of the first parents to get your kid? Did you figure out ways to go? I'm never the first one. I want my son to wait like I used to have to. Hey, my mom made me walk home in the rain. All right. So, shit. Uh, well, all right, Fish, I appreciate you jumping off on this quick one. Uh, yeah. Justin Otto is our producer. Who uh, We got to get this to him quick because he's been gone a lot of weeks. I don't know what Justin's got working on up here in Chicago. We got to keep an eye on that guy. 
Um, thanks to, uh, of course, thanks to the uh, FNF Coach Talk, Talk Coach, whatever, FNF Coaches Talk Network for our distribution and uh, everybody over there. And thanks to all of you for listening and uh, enjoy this weekend of college football. It's almost fall here in Florida. Like the temperatures are now in the mid 80s instead of the low 90s. So, you know, we can, I guess it's outdoor weather. You know, I guess that's what we're going for. No doubt. Anyway, anything else, Fish? Yep. All righty. We are out on that. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you soon. Take it easy, man. (laughs) 